right, guys, what's going on? Red Zone DFS. We are back to golf again this week. Uh, we have uh, another bit of an odd format here. We have the three-course rotation um, at Pebble Beach. So going to be a little bit weird one again. We're going to get three rounds out of each of our guys. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, bad thing is, is that they're going to be playing with amateurs the whole time, similar to the, uh, the Desert Classic that was just played. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be a bit of an interesting, um, bit of an interesting uh, slate. Um, in my opinion, this this tournament always kind of gets squeezed because it's in, in between some other big tournaments, and a lot of players just don't like playing with these amateurs. Um, so it's kind of a bummer. Um, but I mean, I think we still have some some interesting things. There's some guys in the seven thousands that last week were in like the low sixes. So really, just some odd stuff. And um, and let's get right into it, right? So we're at the top of the board. Patrick Cantlay up there at the top again. Um, could be very similar to what happened uh, down in the desert where he was leading, and you know he gets run down. So he's at the top of the board at 11,000. Unfortunately, we get Willie Z uh, dropping out. Um, had him on an outright, really liked him last week. But, you know, man, that was a tough one. Congrats to Luke List. Daniel Berger's coming in at 10-5. He, he's dealing with some, like, mysterious back issues. Now, that's why he kind of fell off a little bit and didn't play a whole bunch. Um, I don't know what the story is on his back. Um, you know, it, he's, he, he, I think he's okay. Um, you know, we're Wednesday, 940 on the West coast. He hasn't pulled out. Um, so that would lead me to believe that he's going to be okay for this tournament. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I really like him. Um, you know, he won here last year. He gained a ton of strokes on approach. Uh, I mean, but the back thing is a bit of a concern. Maybe it scares some people away, gives us some leverage there. Um, Jordan Spieth, um, probably my favorite play up top here. Going to be pretty popular, um, I think. Um, but I mean, he's, this is the kind of course that really fits him. Uh, my guy, Mav McNeely priced way up, um, this is, I think, going to be a good layout for him. He's played this course quite a bit. He went to Stanford. Again, West Coast guy. Uh, Stanford plays a lot of warm-up tournaments and stuff like that at Pebble Beach and specifically at um, MPCC, which is one of the courses in rotation here because um, sometimes Pebble is a little bit hard to get on, so they put a lot of the college teams off on MPCC and Spyglass. Um, there's... So they play those courses quite a bit. Um, going down, I think Justin Rose is interesting this week. Um, have some interest there. Seamus Power is my guy in like the mid mid nines that I think he, you know, he, his form has been really, really good. Um, if you take a look at the last couple of weeks, um, you know, he's gaining on average over his last 20 tournaments about five strokes on the, or yeah, about five strokes on the field. Um, so, you know, his last tournament was at the Amex, um, gained a bunch on the field, seven, 
lost on tee to green, but you know, he, you know, he, he finished 14th, finished third at Sony, uh, 15th at century, fourth at the RSM classic. Seamus power, I think is trending in the right direction for the type of game that we're looking for. Um, so he's going to be a guy that I have quite a bit of interest in. Matthew Fitzpatrick is one of those kind of dark horses that he's not going to get any ownership, but this is his first tournament on us soil this year. Um, he played it. He did play in Mayakoba. He played in Bermuda. Um, and that, but that's about it, right? 11, the November 7th is the last time we kind of saw Matthew Fitzpatrick. Now, he's a pretty diligent pra- guy who practices. Um, so I do have some interest in him this week. Um, I think people think he's probably priced up a little bit, but the field calls for it. My next favorite guy going down the list is Kevin Kisner um, at 9,000. This is a course, I mean, you hear kids talk about it on the Barstool podcast and stuff like that. He's like, man, I don't even go to these certain courses because there's no way I can win, right? Well, this is, you don't need to drive the ball long. It's wedges and putting, and that's what kids does really well. Ball striking, wedges, putting. This is certainly a tournament he can win at, um, and I think he can score pretty well here as well. Um, I know he doesn't love the cold a little bit, but um, should be okay. Uh, when we're talking about wedges and putting, Zayden Howd at 8,700 is is the guy that we're really talking about, man. Um, I mean, I really like this guy's form, playing really, really well, um, really low owned at the Farmers, made the cut, didn't do great, but, you know, he's made three straight cuts at Sony, Amex, and the Farmers. It, his game doesn't really fit what the the course down there at Torrey Pines will do to you. Um but I think that it's one of those things where, you know, I I really, really like his, his prospects this week. And I don't think he's going to be very highly owned either. Um, just one of those things uh, going on down the list. Um, I mean, Brian Harmon is right there. I don't know if I have a whole lot of interest in Brian Harmon. The kind of the guy that everybody is um, gravitating toward is Mito Pereira. Um, this guy's pretty interesting. I think his game will suit this pretty well. Um, he's third in the field in strokes gained approach over his last 36 rounds. Um, so he hasn't been spectacular, uh, but there's no reason to ignore him this week. And I think a lot of people will glance over just a solid player like that um, because they have no idea who he is. He does rate out fairly well when we're looking at stats on what you need to do here. Um, the short game is not great um, based on the metrics. Um, short, short game around the green, not great, right? But, you know, 12th in strokes gained approach, 12, 10th in strokes gained off the tee, 5th in strokes gained ball striking. So, look, I, I like that. He is unfortunately not a guy, you know, he's 22nd DK scoring. He's not going to make a ton of birdies. Now, you could go to a guy right above him, Matt Hughes, you know, who has some real issues with his game, but short game and putting are, are Matt Hughes's, you know, he's a, he's a wizard with the flat stick. So, you know, those are some guys I think that, that could be very, very good. Um, I've got some interest in Lucas Glover. Um, Matt Kuchar looks like he's shaping up to be the absolute chalk in this range here. We'll take a look at it a little, little later. 
Um, but Lucas Glover is, I think, a guy that can play well here. Uh, suits his game. Usually has a pretty good course history here. Uh, some other guys that, you know, we're getting down. Now we start to get down into the really, uh, really, really, really interesting range. Um, down in, like, the low sevens, my guy, uh, Grayson Sig who has been playing really well lately. But I think, unfortunately, he's going to be a little bit chalky this week. Um, but there are some guys down here that are, are going to pop. Um, Kyle Stanley's another guy I looked at from down here. Um, but I'm interested to see. So we're going to run some, uh, some lineup generators here and see what the projections of the ownership we're looking at. Uh, generate lineups. Let's see here. Yeah, so interesting. Um, ownership projections. There we go. Wow. So if we're up top, it looks like, you know, Berger, people are not scared of that back. He's going to be in the 17% range, which isn't crazy. Again, ownership really, if you're playing big GPPs, great right i mean you got to pay attention to it but really i mean just play your guys um some of the things i like you know matthew fitzpatrick as i thought is going to be a little bit lower under seven percent kisner under nine percent um the zayden who right in the 13 percent range that's fine with me nothing crazy yeah there, i mean there's nothing crazy that really stands out as a pure avoid um Maybe Matthew Neesmith at 7,300 at 13%. I could, I could get away from that. Um, looks like a lot of people are going to Austin Eckroat um, at 8, 8.3%. Mark Hubbard at 7.1%. These are the guys that, like, I can probably avoid because, like, you know, there's so many bad guys out there this week. I mean, Ted Potter Jr. has won this has won this a couple of years ago. Yeah, dude, dueled Phil, which I'm sure Phil's just thrilled about, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it's up at the top, Patrick Cantley, Maverick McNeely, Berger, Rose, Tringali, Day, Streelman. Day and Streelman are probably going to be fades for me. Um, I know Jason Day's turning around a little bit, but I I'm still not 100% convinced. Um, I'd rather play a Seamus Power. Um, at 9,400, um, then day at 99. Um, yeah, there's just not a whole lot. I mean, really this week it's going to be kind of trying to dial in on some of these guys, because like I said, this is going to be a very, very long, long round. Um, so, so some of the guys that are, you know, not as fast at pace of play, this type of tournament might, you know, suit their fancy a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week this week. Uh, again, just to recap, kind of my favorite guys up top, it's going to be Berger and Spieth. I am going to have some Cantlay, um, just because his ownership has not spiked up too much, and he can absolutely win this event, and he's teetering on having one. Maverick McNeely is another guy that is going to be one of my higher-owned players. He's number one in DK scoring. Um, Seamus Power, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Kevin Kisner, Zadenhow, Mac Hughes. Um, I am going to have uh, Tom Hoagie, who everyone wanted to play a few weeks ago. Um, 
I think a really different lineup build since people are going to jam in a lot of these top guys is you can build a pretty good lineup just in the eights here. Um, in like the, the, the high eights to like the high sevens, no one's going to use all, a lot of those guys. I mean, people might use one of these guys, but if you're going to try and jam in a few of these high $9,000 players or like can't lay and a burger or can't lay and a speed, you're going to have to skip over that area and go down. So I, I, just playing around with it, some of my favorite builds just come out of guys centered around like the low nines from like Kisner down to down to Glover, right? That 9,000 to 7,800. I think you could build some really interesting lineups on guys that across the board are pretty solid. Like could, could one of them miss the cut? Obviously, right? You have some very, you've got Mackenzie Hughes at 8,400. In larger tournaments, Mac Hughes is at like 7,100, right? So you've got some interesting stuff in here. This is kind of, this is a little bit different of a tournament. Again, you just kind of have to go for it. Um, but those are some guys I like. Some guys I'm going to be avoiding completely. We, we said a couple of them. Keith Mitchell is a no for me this week. Um, Adam Hadwin is a no. Taylor Moore is a no. Um, Matthew Neesmith is going to be a no for me. Um, Troy Merritt's going to be a no. I do have some interest in Brendan Todd at 7,200. He'll make a few of my lineups. Um, Pendrith is interesting to look at. He drives the ball a ton. Um, his ball striking's not great. You know, it's okay. Charles Schwartzel, apparently some people have some interest in. I, I'm probably not going to have any interest in Schwartzel. Uh, I like Stanley and Sig here, right at the seven thousand level. Um, I like Kadira at six thousand nine hundred. Um, I think he's a he's a pretty solid player. Um, he won last year. Um, he he's a guy that I've got some interest in on on these shorter Pete Dye courses. Um, another guy, some like real dart throws. If we're going like way down here, um, <laughs> Kai. Well, he seems to play pretty well at this course. I know this is like really terrible. Um, it's Davis Love the third. Um, he could easily make the cut. He's going to get three guaranteed days. Um, so that's maybe a little bit interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's really gross though. But if you need somebody down that far, he would probably be the guy. Um, yeah, man, I just, I'm looking at these lists. Kitayama is a, a somewhat local Northern California guy. He's from up in like the Chico Auburn area. Um, I'm sure he's played this course a bunch. Sun Kang is some guy I have some interest in at 6,300. Um, really great putter, great short game. Some of that off the tee stuff can be mitigated here because some of the fairways, especially like at MPCC and Pebble Beach, which they're going to, which they're going to play twice if they make the cut. Um, are rather forgiving. Um, I mean, unless you hit it into the ocean, which is not great. Uh, but like at MPCC, I mean, it's it's pretty wide open. Brian Gay is a guy who, you know, he's been on tour a long time, but again, putting in short game, and he always plays well at Pete Dye. Um, he's a guy that like, if you have to go down there, he's probably my favorite play to go all the way down. Um, of course, he missed, miss, he's missed the last two cuts, which is not great. So he'll probably be less than 1% owned if you want to take a dart throw on Brian Gay um, in a large field GPP. Um, so we're at about you know 16 minutes here. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Pebble Beach just because it's a little bit weird. Um, again, like I said, we get the three-course rotation. 
something in the past and in the weather, you know, on the Monterey Peninsula, if, you know, if you're not familiar with it, I've played Pebble Beach a ton. Um, it could be incredible in the afternoon and then in the morning because of the fog and the marine layer, weather could be terrible, right? So I am going to mess around um, and, and mess around with a little bit of course stacking. So I'll take a look at the guys and like if there's just a weird wind event, um, Spyglass and MPCC are a little bit more sheltered from the wind. Um, certain holes on Spyglass are a little bit more out there, but Pebble Beach is just really exposed to it. So if it does get windy, the guys on the other two courses that day might have a pretty good advantage. Um, most of the bigger names are going to be playing Pebble Beach on Saturday because of the, of the TV coverage. Um, I actually don't hate that because then you get to play that course back to back um, and it, and it kind of helps a little bit. Um, I definitely like guys um, who are going to be teeing off uh, in the morning at Pebble beach um, just because that those grounds are going to get the most traffic um, and the course is going to be a little bit more pristine in the morning. Um It'd be a little colder too, so there's a little chance to switch off there. But I mean, that's just a personal preferencing. You just gotta mess around with it a little bit. Um, if you know it, it's worked out well in the past, doesn't look like there's a whole lot of wind gonna be this week. It's windy today, um, actually really windy. But tomorrow, when the when the tournament starts, um, we'll just double check right now. We'll go to Wind Finder, Wind Finder. Uh, Pebble Beach. Take a look at what we're looking at here. Yeah, wind, windy today goes away tomorrow. Um, yeah, nothing really to speak of, so I wouldn't worry about it a whole bunch. Saturday, wind's going to pick up a little bit on Saturday. Other than that, everything looks pretty good. Partly cloudy in the morning, maybe a little bit of fog, but it's, I mean, it's going to be really benign conditions. A little, little cloudy in the afternoon tomorrow maybe, but, I mean, no, nothing that you should worry about. But, you know, you can mess around with it if you think you're going to gain leverage on the field by stacking up guys who are going to start at NPCC. Um, be my guest. Um, I think there's some really good betting numbers out there, so take a look at that. Um, you know, Kisner is a guy that I've bet this week, um, and a few others I'll, I'll release that on Twitter. Um, so good luck. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JJ McIntosh and, you know, at Red Zone DFS. Subscribe to the YouTube page and hopefully everybody has a great day.